Before we get today's episode started, I would like to thank Jazir Knoll of the Rowan Profs men's basketball team and Aaron Hook of the Rowan Radio Sports Department for helping make today's show possible. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan Sports Review, a weekly program that brings you up to date on all the exciting news of Rowan University Athletics, including recaps and highlights, player and coach interviews, and a preview of upcoming games. And now, here's your host, Rowan Radio Sports Director, Danny Ryan. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is your host, Danny Ryan, Rowan Radio Sports Director, saying thank you for choosing the Rowan Sports Review. On this week's episode, we have a lot prepared for you. We're going to speak with Aaron Hook, play-by-play and color commentator of Rowan men's basketball and women's basketball this season as well as last season. And we'll have an exclusive interview with Rowan Profs starting forward Jazir Knoll as we break down his emphatic season so far and what he's been able to accomplish in a Rowan Prof uniform. But for now, I'm going to bring in Aaron Hook, Rowan women's and men's basketball play-by-play broadcaster and color commentator. Aaron, you've been calling their games for two years. You called a lot of their games over the break, and you saw a lot of profs basketball on both sides. Take me through, starting with just the women's team, what you've seen from them so far, what you saw from them during their winter break games, and really how they can compete in the NJAC this year is they've kind of been overshadowed by the Mm -hmm. men's team with how good they've been this year. A 10-0 undefeated in conference play. That's not every team's expectation. You can't live up to that. So what have you seen from them so far? Yeah, I think it's a great point. You know, the men's... are they're they're on some type of street, like I said um, on the broadcast of the of the Stockton game. Um, they're just on an absolute tear right now. So you're right; they are kind of overshadowing the girls and what they've been able to do. You know, you, you look at some of the really impressive wins they've gotten, and I, I think you know for the most part they've taken care of business. A road win at Juniata out of a good conference, they blew them out. They've taken care of Stockton on the road. They've beaten a, a good Salisbury team. So you know and. In conference play, they've done a really good job. I mean, again, six and four in the end, Jack. This is a really, really tough conference, and yeah. they've done a really good job. I think sticking to their philosophies. You know, I, I talked to Dakota Adams, Danielle McCurdy, and Eliana Santana a few weeks ago after a game, and they were talking about how Coach Pulse wants to run the offense through them. Have the bids really control what's going on offensively, get easy looks down low. They've done a great job of that, and they just force so many turnovers. And with the girls as well, you know, there's been so many players on this team, Danny, that have really, I, I think, stepped up in, in a big way. Like, legitimately, we've seen legit growth from some players. Some I want to highlight, Kate Hurley. I mean, last year, she was really kind of fighting for a spot in the rotation. She got some minutes, you know, trying to spot minutes here and there. Showed promise as a good defender, but she's been shooting it really well um, as of late. Christina Johnson, who started games last year, is kind of now taking like a lesser role. She plays less minutes, but she's done a really good job um, in her minutes. And I think Sam Rinaldi as well, kind of in that same boat. She'll start here and there, but last year she was really kind of a key piece of that starting five, and now she comes off the bench most of the time. But I think she does a great job with the second unit. So they've gotten contributions from girls they really needed to step up. It's been fun to watch for them. You know, they're maybe not the dominant team that they were last year, but uh, I think they play a really like 
connected brand uh, of basketball. They're fun to watch for sure. And let's talk about their dominant win over Rutgers Newark too. Uh-huh. I mean, ninety-two to thirty-one. Yeah. It was crazy. They in the third quarter, they started off. I think they made some like their first five shots in a row, um, a couple threes. It, it was crazy. Me and Nick Carlson. <laughs> At the Golden Athletic Dome in in, uh, in Newark, we were in the corner, and they were shooting on our side of the court, and it, we were just loving it. It, it was so fun to watch. Um, so when they get going like that, it's tough to stop because they, they have legitimate shot makers. Nicole Mallard does a really good job getting in the paint, and you know Grace Marshall, I think, as a fifth-year senior, is, is someone who has been around this program for so long that... When she's in the game, there's just a different energy to it. They they feel it feels like they kind of set the pace and they play how they want, and it's going to be tough to replicate that when she leaves. But uh, for now, I mean, you love having her on the team. Her shooting numbers aren't great this year, but still, I think when she's out there, she's really like you know the captain of the ship. She kind of runs the flow of the offense, gets everybody involved, and so you have the playmakers, you have the bids, and you have the shooting. Again, sometimes I think defensively um, they can get maybe a little bit too handsy. And I've I've actually advocated for Demetrius Poles to maybe with that press just at, at times just pull it back and play in the half court. But, I mean, you know, we, we know Coach Poles super aggressive and it, it's awesome to see. So I don't think he's ever going to take that, that press away no matter the circumstances. But I think sometimes – that brand of basketball can get them in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Especially against other teams that have good shooting because then, you know, you start putting them at the line and then, you know, once you get into foul trouble, you got to play, obviously, a, a little bit more passive and then you're going to get better looks for your shooters. So. That might even be just a Rowan brand of basketball, honestly, too, because the men's <laughs> yeah. team does it a lot. They don't do it to the extremity that the women's team do it, but mm-hmm. they play an aggressive half-court defense that yeah. almost looks like a full-court press. Well, they've got some... It's, it, it's incredible. I don't think, and I said this again during the Stockton game, I don't think there's a bad defender on the team, yeah. really. I mean, you look at their starting five. Cedar at 6-7 has incredible instincts with shot blocking. Same thing for DeAndre Vilmar, who, by the way, um, if you missed the game, the Stockton game, he had an epic throwdown with two hands off the lob from uh, Hafiz Melvin from near half court. The crowd went wild. This was during just explosion in the second half offensively for the profs. Um, it was also followed up by a Tim Peterson put that dunk that nobody saw coming. Um, he was like hanging out of the three-point line. Uh, and I forgot who shot it. It may have been Ryan Amelia who took the shot from deep. And I just didn't even see him. And then all of a sudden he's up at the rim. Awesome to see there. But yeah, I mean, Vilmar also defensively is just... He's always just breathing down your neck, giving you no room. Damian Smith off the bench is an incredible defender, and his offensive game has come a long way as well. Now, unfortunately, against Stockton, you know, uh, I think this, it was maybe six minutes in, uh, Stretch Hawkins um, went down with an injury. Looked pretty scary at the time. He was contesting a shot. He collided with one uh, one of the Ospreys players, and uh, he hit the deck, and he was holding like kind of near his knee area. So that was kind of the stare. At the end of the game, you know, late in the second half, as the game was winding down, he did leave, and he was walking under his own power, actually. So that's a great sign. Hoping for a speedy recovery for him because 100%. off the bench, his size is super, super valuable. You know, Mike Davey, you know, is a guy who has played some minutes as of recently for the mm-hmm. profs. I think. 
next year is really when he's going to be asked to step into a, a larger role. Um, but, I mean, Hawkins is just, you know, as a senior, again, um, super experienced. Uh, he's been through the ups and downs with this Profs team. So to get him back is going to be crucial uh, for them. Before we move on fully to the men's basketball team and get to our interview with Jazir Noel, I do want to reel back in and look at the women's basketball team and specifically that Rutgers-Newark game. They picked up a win at home over Stockton. However, the Rutgers-Newark game, if you really look at the box score, and I'm sure it was the same exact way in person, it was the entire team. It was the entire team. It was day. It was. Cra- it was you, I mean, really, I've never seen a team get so high. In the third quarter, they were just not missing. Yeah, I mean, you looked at all the great performances. Mauer gets her 15 points, sits a 14 shooting, you know, 11 for Hurley. She, again, has come such a long way, I think. Defensively, she's awesome at the top of that press. Adams with 10. Uh, Raiden Russo gets 9. So, yeah, it really was the whole team, and they were just great, just forcing turnovers. Um, I mean, they, they hounded Rutgers Camden out of that press again, all night long. Rowan, 41 points off turnovers. They were incredible. So that that's an example. Again, Rutgers, Newark, kind of near the bottom of the conference. But that's just an example of when everything's clicking for this Profs team, they can be one of the better teams in this conference. And that's what good teams do. They blow out the teams at the bottom of the league when you need to pick up a win. Um only three players in double digits, too, but it didn't matter. I mean, everyone right. was providing points either off the bench or in the starting lineup. And so just a really convincing victory for a team, like we mentioned, that's been a little overshadowed by a very successful Rowan men's basketball team. With that being said, we're going to take a quick step off and head to break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up our thoughts and swing it on over to my interview with Jazeera Knoll as I talked to him after Wednesday night's game against Stockton University at home. And we broke down everything that happened and really how his season, his first season in a profs uniform has gone so far. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Rowan Sports Review right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by the GRASP Coalition, an initiative of the Southwest Council. The GRASP Coalition is dedicated to preventing the abuse of addictive substances through strategic community partnerships. The GRASP Coalition is currently looking for passionate collaborators to join their prevention efforts. For more information on the GRASP Coalition, future community coalition meetings, or the Southwest Council, the website is southwestcouncil.org backslash our dash coalitions discover. The Southwest Council is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio. Party on, dude! Grab a fistful of quarters and head on over to the 80s Arcade. Saturday mornings from 10 till noon on Rowan Radio. Come celebrate the decade of decadence with me, Lee Kirshner. Enjoy awesomely rad artists and totally tubular hits. Oh, gnarly! It's a blast from the neon-colored past. It's the 80s Arcade. Every Saturday morning starting at 10. Right here on Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. And also online at rowanradio.com. <laughs> Way 
Wake Up with Rowan Radio for the Early Bird Special. Every weekday starting at 7 a.m., our hosts will help you get through your morning with entertaining stories and special giveaways, plus news, weather, traffic, and of course, the music that matters. Start your day off right with the Early Bird Special every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Also online at rowanradio.com. Welcome back in here to the Rowan Sports Review. I'm your host, Danny Ryan, still joined alongside my guest for today's episode, Aaron Hook, as we break down Rowan men's and women's basketball. Now transitioning to the men's team as we get to our Jazir Knoll interview. Jazir Knoll was a big factor in their win Wednesday night over Stockton at home. It was a blowout. You talked about it earlier. I mean, just an offensive explosion in the second half. Everything was clicking, not only in the Rutgers-Newark game for the women's team, but in that Stockton game for the men's team. Take me through what it was like to watch Jazir on Wednesday. I mean, he's been such a help for this team this year after losing a guy like Aaron Nazemi, who just had the ball so much right. and was largely responsible for what was produced on offense majority of the time. And so just take me through what he's been like this season in the games you've watched and how he propelled them to victory on Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday was incredible. Um you know, the, the profs came out strong. They were going back and forth. And Stockton, again, they were a really good team. Came in 8-1. and one. Their only conference loss was at home to the profs back on November 22nd, 109-98. So, you know, the profs lost to this team three times last year. Stockton, the last time they were in that building, Danny, in the SB gym, they blew out the profs on their home floor last yeah. year. It was the profs' worst loss of the season. Um, Remember that. Yeah, and that was tough to swallow. Um, and then they beat them again in the end Jack Tyler game so the props to get this win in blowout fashion score 60 in the second half incredible offensive showing from like the the 8 or 7 minute mark of the first half that's when the props started running away with it and Stockton just did not have an answer at all props got out to a 10 point lead with 6.50 left Damian Smith again was looking great and my favorite up and coming player on this team has to be Ahmad Bickley the sophomore from Philly. He is so fun to watch. Four for four on threes in this game. His his shooting has been spectacular. Over the last week or two weeks, I, I would figure he's he's made over half his threes. Um, We're going to hear Ahmad Bickley's name at some point oh, in my interview with Jazir Noel because he has the same respect that you do for him. Man, he's been fantastic. That bench unit is, is so cool to see those two guys right and Bickley, both sophomores. And only 10 minutes for Bickley. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, he played a lot against Montclair State um, and was right in that game as well. But that's the beauty of this team. Yeah. You know, you can play Bickley for 10 minutes, and it's basically like, you know, having a a six man in there. He can play that role. They basically have three six men. (laughs) I mean, it's... Him, You could argue four, honestly. Damian Smith, Ahmad Bickley, Josh Wright, and Hafiz Melvin. Right. Yeah, I mean Melvin, man. Oh man, that's he, like a free agent pickup in the in the middle of the season. I, I said it. I, I use that analogy to uh, Jazir in the. Yeah, game. that's fantastic. Like you're so right because it's like you're just adding a guy who last year goes out, averages double digit points for you, and is your is your sits man. I've said this a couple times on broadcast, Danny, over the past few games. If there was a sits man of the year award in the conference, have you Melvin would have won it last year? He was awesome off the bench for the profs as a scorer and a facilitator, had the awesome lob pass again to yep. DeAndre Vilmar. Um, yeah, he plays so smooth. Uh, the lefty gets to the rim with ease. He's got a slick handle. He's really fun to watch. So the guards on this team that, you know, I mean, Melvin's going to graduate, but 
some of the guys in the backcourt that for the next couple of years are going to take over, you know, after Vilmar leaves and after Dickerson leaves this year. You know, it, it's going to be awesome to see uh, from this group. Yeah, I mean, they have definitely shown out this season. 14-3 and overall, 10-0 and in conference play, still remain undefeated in NJAC play. Hoping to keep that streak alive all season if the Rowan men's basketball team truly has that it factor. Now, I mean, to even get to this point is crazy to yeah. know and I was talking to Jazeera as well if you don't count the tournament they were in on right. the 29th and 30th they would have won 13 straight by now yeah just unbelievable yeah they, they are just red hot they're by far the best team in the conference and it's because they have the best player in the conference Noel has been electric uh, honestly they've gone from a team he's completely changed their offense and credit to coach Crispin and the staff for building the offensive steam around his talent last year they were a team Danny that we know got up a lot a lot of threes they relied on the three ball no he plays a a level of offense where he can score at all three levels and he prefers to get his baskets on the inside close to the basket or in the post I mean he loves that post turnaround that's his bread and butter mm-hmm. he's a 38% three point shooter so he can knock it down from there hand in his face doesn't really matter he is a he's a complete offensive player he really is Again, to go from a Zemi to him is is such a change uh, in the way the profs slow it down. But they are a top ten scoring team yep. in the country still, so he's been fantastic, absolutely electric. Defensively, he's been great too. He's the he's the team's leading shot blocker, most blocks on the team. So he's been incredible on both ends. After coming from Linton University last year, didn't get a lot of playing time at the D two level, but. Now down here back at Rowan, you know, back to his roots. He's from Woodbury, not too far. He comes back home and he's playing his best basketball of his life. Yeah, we share the same hometown. We talked about that a little bit before the interview. Oh, really? Yeah. Woodbury? Uh, I'm from Woodbury. Wow, I didn't 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 know that. Okay. Yes, indeed. I remember when they made the state championship back in the 2016-17 season. Uh I was talking to him about it and... Every person I knew from Woodbury on their stories was just the court getting mobbed, everyone storming the court, <laughs> like everyone freaking out uh, in the parking lot outside the gym. And so it was just, I didn't know he was a part of that run until I actually did my research on him and stuff. But enough talking about him. Let's send it over to my exclusive interview with Profs starting forward, Jazir Noel. Welcome into another episode of the Rowan Sports Review. My name is Danny Ryan. I'll be your host for today's episode and every episode starting off this semester. I'm here with Profs Men's Basketball starting forward, Jazir Noll. Jazir, thanks for spending some time with us here at Rowan Radio today. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming out and uh, coming in person to the WGLS FM studios and I want to start things off just a little bit slow and give the listeners out there a little bit of, uh, you know, your biography, where you started from and your basketball journey. And so I have to ask, what made you make the switch to Rowan in the first place? And how would you describe your time here so far after spending time at three different programs? My first decision, honestly, it was a a game like last night. Like last night was like one of the biggest decisions why I wanted to come here. And like I seen the environment. I love like I love the situation that like I came into. My other situations, they weren't so great. I wasn't, like, the happiest. Being here at Rowan, I'm genuinely happy. And I really appreciate that. Like, I take that into, like, the most consideration at all times. So being here, I'm just happy and I'm enjoying the process. Marcellus Ross, I talked to him last year, and he had a similar story about he spent a few different years at different programs, never really found his place in those programs, then came to Rowan, 
it was like family. It was the perfect fit. He loved his time here and obviously is still loving his time here. And I want to talk about, you know, how you went to a few different places. You mentioned uh, you started off at Rowan College of South Jersey with the Roadrunners. Then you went on over to Jefferson to play there. And then last year at Lincoln, you didn't see as much playing time as you would have liked. Now this year, you're scoring over 20 points a game on Rowan. You're leading the team. You're leading the NJAC in scoring as well. What has that been like to go from not seeing a lot of playing time in other programs the past few years to now doing this with your guys? It's a blessing for sure. Uh, like I always believed in myself, and like it's definitely a stance of uh, how how hard I work and like how much work I put in. It's like it's definitely a stance for that, and I really uh, I'm really enjoying the process of like seeing the fruits of my labor and seeing the seeing the work that I put in over the summers and over the years actually being seen and put to use. Yeah, I mean, you're really taking Rowan by storm. Your first year here and your first season in a prof's uniform, and you're putting up similar numbers to the ones that you put up at RCSJ with the Roadrunners. At RCSJ, your one year with them, you put up 21 points, 9.8 rebounds. Here at Rowan, you're putting up 20.8 points now and 7.1 rebounds, nearly identical. I mean, let's talk about the fruits of your labor. What has been clicking so far at this point in the season for you personally to average the stats you have been averaging? Just personally, just for me, I just I love being in the gym. I'm a gym rat, so i just been staying in the gym and, like, trying to work as hard as possible. And as far as mentally, i just been just been enjoying the game. Some people forget that basketball is fun, and I just love basketball. Like, I never forget that basketball is fun. At the end of the day, basketball is a game. And when you go out there and just try to enjoy yourself, that's when you can perform the best. And so you mentioned at the beginning of the interview about how last night you had a lot of fun. A game like last night was the reason you chose to come to Rowan. And so just to give the listeners out there some info on what happened last night, you defeated the Stockton Ospreys 107-69 to at home. There's a rivalry growing there between the Profs and the Stockton Ospreys. And as I'm sure you know, Stockton defeated Rowan 95-91 to in the NJAC Championship last year. Was last night a sign of things to come against one of the top teams in the NJAC? I would definitely say it was one of an uh, eye-opener. Like uh, we wanted to let people know that we're a dominant team. We wanted to let people know that we're one of the best teams in the in the NJAC, and not only the NJAC, one of the best teams in the nation. And nights like that, and a performance like that, the way we played was just a statement of we're one of the best teams in the nation. And you've been a big part of that, obviously. We talked about that a little bit. You're leading the team in blocks with 21 so far on the season. Who has helped your transition to Rowan really be so smooth as it seemed out there on the court? I mean, you seem very relaxed out there playing. You're taking smart shots. You're shooting at very efficient clips. What overall or who overall has helped you make that smooth transition to playing at the top of your game here? Uh, I definitely would have to easily say my teammates. My teammates and my coaches. Uh, I give all the credit to my teammates and my coaches. My teammates are like... Like, oh my gosh, bro. I can't, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, these are a great group of guys. Like, from the first guy down all the way to the last. Like, we're just a great group of guys. Like, as far as, like, even, like, off the court, we're just, we're all friends. We're all genuinely friends. We're all good guys to each other. So, like, that just promotes, like, on the court. Like, hey, you can do it. Like, my teammates really, truly believe in me. They tell me every night, yeah, he's there. You got this. And my coaches do the same thing as well. Zaire. Go out, do you, do what you can do. Yeah. And it's just no better feeling than knowing that your teammates and your coaches trust you. Yeah, and you can see that chemistry, too, if you look at the Rowan men's basketball Instagram. I mean, 
and huge part due to Brian Gallagher and B Scout Productions. You, you see B-Scout. it, you see it all the time now because he's just pumping out that content. You guys look like you're one of the best teams in the nation, as you are. But now it's being shown on social media. But he does those uh, those fun interviews every now and again. You really get to see the personalities of some of the guys on the team. And so I kind of want to I want to keep on the topic of chemistry and backtrack to your time as a part of the Woodbury Thundering Herd in high school. In your senior season, you helped lead Woodbury to the state championship game. After it was all said and done, Woodbury did end up falling short uh, of the ultimate goal to Verona High School. However, that year, I mean, Woodbury, as you probably know, as you definitely know, they had a chemistry like no other and the school gathered in support of you guys extremely quickly. Fast forward to Rowan and the profs this year. Rowan remains undefeated in NJAC play at 10-0. Have you seen any similarities in talent or chemistry here at Rowan that you also saw in Woodbury? And I mean, how sweet would it be to finally bring back that trophy as you weren't able to in high school? It is definitely a, it's definitely a feeling of unity. And like that's kind of like one of the biggest things, man. Like unity is like unity can conquer anything. Like as far as like we got a school that's coming together, we got a team that's coming together, we have a whole community that's coming together, and there's nothing like it. There's nothing like one big thing all coming together for a great outcome. Yeah, and you guys have produced those great outcomes. I mean, if you backtrack and exclude the tournament, the Randolph Macon tournament, <laughs> December twenty ninth and thirtieth. You guys have won 13 straight if you don't count that. Now, if you count that, we'll say five straight. I'm going to go with the first one and say 13 straight games you guys have won. You don't see that very often at this level. You don't see it very often with many teams in the NJAC at all. And so you're really just taking that next step to establish yourself as one of the more dominant teams. It's been really fun to watch. And, you know, just talking about some additions to the team as well. What has it been like to get Hafiz Melvin back on the team? You know, midseason, it was basically as though you signed a free agent out of nowhere, even though he was here last year putting up great numbers off the bench. How has he been a huge support for this squad? No, it's definitely great to have Hafiz back. Uh, I'm really happy for him. He worked extremely hard to get back on the court, and I'm extremely proud of him because the, the triumphs that he's been through to get back on the court is extremely, is it's, it's a blessing to see he's back on the court. And that's why we're like, we're all happy for each other. Like, we all love the fact that we're all out here playing. We're happy for one another. We're all, and we're all being successful. We're all doing well in the classroom, and we're all doing well as a whole. Yeah, I mean, the vibes really can't go down from there if you're all succeeding at the same time. And you have so much talent in this squad that you have seven rotational players. You could even throw eight or nine out there that could just go out and get you a bucket, put their head down and drive to the rack. What's that like, first off, just to have that type of talent around you, but also to see that they're able to adapt to the coaching style, the playing style, and just play their role to lead you guys to the record you're at so far? That's just that's just like the ice into the cake. Yeah. You, to know you have eight, ten guys that can just go get a bucket at any given time, that's like the ultimate, like, you have no worries. It's like you go into every game, like, we're not going to lose. Yeah. We have this guy, we have this guy. This guy can do that. This guy can do this. It's it's insane. It's like the ultimate confidence. Like, all right, I might not have a good game, but I know this guy's going to have a good game. And if that guy doesn't have a good game, the next guy will have a good game. Yeah. So, like, it's just insane. Like, it's insane to even be on a team like that. It's like it's like a dream come true, honestly. Like, to know that you're going to win any game because you know the next guy, the next man up is 
just as good as you, or if not better, mm-hmm. like it's it's an unbelievable film. Yeah, Marcellus Ross had to take a back seat this uh, season because you came into the picture, and I'm sure he was extremely happy to take that back seat. Andrew Seeger as well, he took a back seat, but it's all for the same common goal. And one guy I really do want to mention is DeAndre Vilmar. I mean, he was a big part of this team last year. He's kind of formed into uh, a defensive player out there, really just giving you guys great defensive minutes and making a few highlight plays if he has to every now and again with a uh, uh, ferocious alley-oop. But I want to talk about how, you know, a guy like him who can, out of all the players in your squad, he has the height, he has the muscle to really just take it to the rack and score, but he's sacrificing his own minutes, his offensive output, just to see you guys win. I mean, that type of sacrifice has to be nice to see. No, definitely. Uh, Dre, one of the most, like, down-to-earth people you'll know. Like, he's, like, one of the realest people you'll know. Like, he'll do absolutely anything for you. And when it comes to basketball, we all have the common goal of, we want to win. Like, regardless of anything that goes down, we don't care what happens. We don't care how we win. We don't care how it gets done. As long as we win, we're happy. And that's all that matters because at the end of the day, nothing else matters but winning. Yeah. I mean, happiness is a winning formula, right? Yep. At the end of the day, if you guys are happy and you, and it's, you know, we talked about it earlier. It's very clear that all of you just enjoy being around each other. You love playing together and you feed off each other's energy. I mean, after a win, I always see, and I'll go back to Roan Men's Basketball Instagram, you guys putting some, you know, some selfie type shot stories up about, hey man, we're back at SB, you know, January 18th, whatever it is, we're coming to, you know, beat Stockton on the 18th. And you did exactly that. And so you just love to see that confidence ooze out of your your playing style and overall your chemistry as a team. And so I do want to ask this first and foremost, and then I'll get off to uh, the toughest opponent you faced this year. But in your opinion, who do you think is the toughest guy to guard in practice? Ah, toughest, I got to go with, you know who I'm going to go with? Who? I'm going to go to Ahmad Bickley. Ahmad Bickley has been waking some waves in some games Ahmad recently too. Ahmad Bickley. This little guy, is he's, 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 he's extremely fast. He'll tell you himself. He'll tell you himself. He hit me plenty of times in practice <laughs> with a hezzy. Like he's so fast, he'll come up, hit you with his little hezzy, and be gone. I'm like, all right, you got it, little bro. And then definitely on mine. And then surprisingly, a lot of a lot of people don't really know, but Connor. Yeah, Connor is is a, is a extremely skilled basketball player. Not many people know. He won't boast. Like, and I love Connor. Connor's the most humblest dude on his team. He won't say absolutely anything. Like, even like when you see him, like the cameras and stuff, you won't see Connor. Yeah, because like Connor's just the chill guy, laid back guy. But like Connor's one of the, he's very skilled. He's a very skilled basketball player. Like, and it's, he's one of the hardest players to guard in in this in this conference as well. Yeah, he's been around this program for quite some time, and he really was a defensive guard and a guy who could get a lot of assists if you needed him to in years past. But this year, he's taking that next step up and starting to become a really good scorer for the profs, averaging over 12 points per game. That's got to be nice to see from a guy that you didn't know a whole lot about coming into this program. And, you know, it just goes back to what I said earlier about having the depth on this squad. It's so key. And so it's led you to that 10-0 and Jack record this year, the 14-3 and overall record. But you've still faced some tough opponents. There's no doubt about it. Who's the toughest opponent you faced this year? So far, honestly, uh, I'll give it to, even though it didn't look like it last night, I'll give it to Stockton. Okay. They're the second best team in the NJAC, and arguably they're, they're re- there's a reason why they're the second best team in the NJAC. They're a very good team. They play together. like, And then we just, the only thing is, like, we just made sure that 
we just took them out of their game. So that's why they didn't look as good as well as last night. But honestly, I would say Stockton, because once they get rolling, they're actually a, a good. They're a good team. They play the, They play well together, and they shoot the ball extremely well. So I definitely would say that Stockton is probably one of the best teams we play. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the NJAC championship get here, and it's Rowan versus Stockton again, <laughs> battling for it all, whether it be here at Rowan or up in Galloway at Stockton again. And you talked about a little bit. You talked about how you guys just play smooth basketball and you're always finding a way to take opposing teams out of their game. And that obviously goes back to credit Coach Joe Crispin a ton. I mean, I talk with Connor Dickerson about this, but how much credit do you give Coach Joe Crispin with where he's been in his basketball career, not even just NBA career, as you know, he spent, I believe, a season in the NBA, but how much is a credit to that man, Joe Crispin? Crispin gives all the credit. Coach, like, we love Coach. Like, the uh, confidence... That's where it comes from. All our confidence comes from him. Like the, from the very first day he recruits us. Like when I'm the first day I met Crispin, he installed confidence from me. That very day, he told me like, "Jazir, you're a great shooter. I believe in you." And like the fact that you have a coach that comes in, and the words people will underestimate the words "I believe in you." Mm-hmm. Like if a coach tells you "I believe in you," I believe like the players like players is no better feeling than your your head basketball coach telling yeah. you "I believe in you." Like you can, and he's telling you that oh you can do this you're good at this it's you know you know how coaches always like they try to give you like what you're not good at what you need to fix yeah coach Christman he instills the confidence like oh you're good at this so do this this is what you should do because this is what you're good at yeah and he instills that confidence in every one of us that's good that's a great way you know obviously it's a great coaching style to where it's <laughs> led you guys this year and so we talked about coaching and some influential figures in your life and I want to ask you. Who has had the biggest influence on you as a player, whether that be a former coach, a player you grew up watching, a family relative, et cetera, whatever it may be? Uh, my biggest influence is my mother. Uh, I grew up, and it was just me and my mother. So she was just me and her, kind of like Bonnie and Clyde, mother and son, you know. And uh, we we kind of uh, grew up with some hard times, and uh, she uh, she's just – she just pushed through, and that's just the person I look up to this day, no matter what. Like, it's no matter what she does. She works hard, and, like, I can't, I just can't not work as hard as her. That's great to hear, honestly. And, I mean, when you have a work ethic like you do, and you mentioned the hours you're putting in in the summer and the off season to get better at your craft, and now it's finally coming full circle. It's being put on the Rowan stage, and your guys are succeeding so well this year. That's, I mean, that's a great answer. I think, honestly, if I had to answer the same question, I might go with my mom as well because they don't get as much credit as they it's should. Nothing like it. Nothing like your mother, man. Yeah, nothing like a mother's <laughs> love. That's why they uh, created the mama's boy saying <laughs> early on. But um, I want to wrap up the interview and just get you back to your day, Jazir. But I do want to talk to you just about your teammates and the chemistry you guys have established. But we're going to make it a little bit more lighthearted now. Right. Who has the best aux skills in the locker room? And who has the worst aux skills? Not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily that it has to be bad, bad, but just compared to other yeah, guys. I yeah, I got you. Uh, best aux, gotta go to my man Stretch. Stretch Hawkins, all Stretch right. Stretch Hawkins, he put some bangers on. Actually, shout out to Stretch as well. Big one forward. Lost the soldier that night, but Stretch, he definitely put some bangers on. In the locker room, car, wherever, wherever yeah. we're at, he puts the bangers on. He's the designated aux getter. Definitely, yeah. gotta be stretchy. Worse, you know, <laughs> I'm going Josh. 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 Josh is terrible. Okay. His, his song choice and like 
Cause you know how like when you read the room and then like you gotta pick a song for like the read like the room. Yeah, he's terrible. He can't read the room. He can't read the room. He just he's like one of those guys like oh I'm just playing whatever I want. Okay, I don't care what it was. Yeah, so the aux is in his hands. It's his music no matter what. He might have a good song here and there, but oftentimes it's just his music. All right, so say Josh gets the aux pregame and <laughs> you're going up against a tough opponent. What, what kind of music is he playing out there? Let's nah. expose him a little bit. So right, he might go like little Uzi. Okay, but like. He's going like centuries back dated gotcha, Uzi. Like okay. this stuff people like the little Uzi that people don't listen to. He listens to Lil Uzi on like a type level where nobody else really like listens to. He does he listens to like SoundCloud Uzi. Okay, some underground Uzi. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So like then he'll throw that on and then everybody like, Yo, Josh, what's this? He like, You don't know? I'm like, Come on, bro. Nah, <laughs> now everybody knows the song. <laughs> Making you feel a little bit less close because you don't know the song, right? It's just because he's his biggest fan. No, I mean, it, that's awesome, though, that you guys are able to, you know, have that type of realization and that, that camaraderie with each other. Not if Josh Wright, if you're listening out there, you're all, I'm sure your rock skills aren't that bad, but uh, I got to take my man Jazir's word for it over here. Jazir, as we wrap up the interview here at Rowan Radio in the WGLS FM studios, I want to leave you off with one more question. Well, I guess a two-parter. How would you evaluate the current season? And overall, what are your ultimate goals for this season in a Rowan Profs uniform? Uh, so far, I can't say anything, but we're just continuing to get better each game, every day, each practice. And we're just trying to continue to get better each day and every practice. So, And then hopefully, through the fruits of our labor, we gain the ultimate goal of achieving a national championship and bringing some happiness in the trophy back to Rowan University, you know. Hopefully that's what we that's what we want to obtain and hopefully that's what we do obtain. Hopefully they can get there with you leading the way in scoring and blocks and a lot of other categories. <laughs> Jazir, you've had a terrific season so far. The profs have had a terrific season so far. A lot of credit to your teammates and the coaching staff over there. Thank you for all your time here today and uh, best luck the rest of the way this season. Of course, thank you for having me. That was my interview with Prof starting forward Jazir Noll. Jazir is having one heck of a season so far in his first season with the Profs. And definitely here at Rowan Radio, we're hoping for the Profs to make a deep run in the NJAC playoffs, hopefully bringing home the NJAC championship trophy back to Glassboro. Once again, my name has been Danny Ryan. I am your host for the Rowan Sports Review all semester long. Tune in every Saturday on RowanRadio.com channel 2 at 10.30 a.m. for a live recording of the Rowan Sports Review, and look up Rowan Radio Sports wherever you get your podcast for podcasted editions of the Rowan Sports Review. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and have a great weekend.